Hello and welcome to Gloss Over, a podcast for creators, artists, entrepreneurs, spirit seekers, beauty lovers, and bosses. We're taking a deep dive into topics that we just can't gloss over. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Gloss Over Podcast. I am your host, Megan Whalen, licensed cosmetologist, beauty professional, and content creator. Hey, gang, it's Caroline, experience innovator, culture maker, and the creator of thevoicescollection.com. Woo, tell me about your lip gloss today. Today it is the NYX Butter Gloss in the color Creme Brulee. It is a basic bitch business over here. It's Very of, natural. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And comfortable. And it smells like um, candy. You like the smell, don't you? I do. I love a lip gloss that smells like food. I love that my lips smell like food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Super important. Mine is Oh My Gloss. It's Rimmel London. Got this in London, actually, at, uh, what's the name of that place you said? Superdrug. At Superdrug. It's like heaven. Yes, girl. It's like lip gloss heaven. Superdrug so much. Yeah. It's really great. They had like a buy two, get one free, or. I know, because I remember asking you to look for the shadow sticks and they weren't. Sure did. So sad. I went to three of them. They did not have it. It would have made an amazing Instagram story. I was really prepared for all that, but uh, they didn't have it. Uh, wasn't, meant to be. wasn't meant to be. Wasn't meant to be. What are we talking about today? What are you leaving behind and or bringing forward this year? Uh, Since we're still on the new year, kick. still in the new year. We're still January. living that. We're still living that high. We're still, but we're in that twenty-one days of new habits that everyone right. rides that wave for a while. We're riding it. We're manifesting our goals for twenty nineteen. Oh, let's see. So for me, it's not so much about leaving behind, but it's really carrying forward. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a pretty incredible year in 2018. It was probably the best year I've had since 2015 was really, really good. But I took some chances in 2018 and I followed my instinct and I just want to continue the momentum that I gained in 2018. So it's not so much about leaving behind, but about taking spirits of 2018 forward and expanding on it. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about celebrating our accomplishments. Yes. Such a good thing to do. Yeah. Regularly. Like in an authentic way, not in a boastful, braggy, no. vanity type kind of way. You don't have to tell anybody. Yeah. Just to be conscious of, she did that. Yes, she did. She did she that. She did that. Yes. And celebrating... With myself. Um, so part of that is sort of the seeds that I started planting in 2018 that are now becoming germinating, if you will, yeah. that are becoming real business oh, opportunities. Oh, you're learning to be a farmer, not a hunter. So good. Yes, I'm a gardener, you're as good. one of my German friends says. I just want to be the chief gardener at this, oh. off, at this business. But yeah, uh, gardening, grooming, cultivating, cultivating uh, bringing this momentum forward. Um, I have also, uh, I, I used to get feedback in, in the corporate world that was, um, along the lines of being more analytical and being more data driven and being more logical. And I rebelled a little bit against that when I was at IBM, uh, cause it wasn't really a natural way for me to be. And what I learned 
through my experiences in 2018, my discovery year, is that my emotions and my instinct and my gut usually bring me to the right place. So instead of... Always bring you to the right place. Yeah. Always. And so instead of fighting against or, or trying to develop a skill that I don't necessarily am super strong at, which I, I know it's important to be logical and analytical, I'm not trying to fully discount that, but for me... It's continuing to develop this instinct and trusting it and listening to it in a productive way and applying it um, to situations that are happening in my life, to decisions that I have to make, but also enabling others to learn how to respond to their emotions in a supportive way. That is not easy for everybody. It's not easy at all. I think especially for us women, you know, we're trained that we should leave our emotions at the door and we're so emotional. Yeah, we're told to get it together all the time. Get it together all the time. Yeah. And I totally... And men too. Men are also told to get it together all the time. It's yeah. not, you know what I mean? Like men are not supposed to be... Yeah. Sure I mean, so I think that's that goes for everybody, but... Yeah, so the way we're socialized, I think men learn how to handle that and sort of Tough put a lid on man it. Up. Yeah, man up. Not up. And we are sort of like, oh, you're a woman, you're emotional, therefore... Therefore, you're incapable of doing anything logical. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that there's balance um, in between those two extremes yes. where both men and women uh, should be able to operate. And it's pretty exciting that I think emotional intelligence uh, and emotional agility... Awareness. Yeah, is, is taking such a front and center, a more front and center place in the business world. You know, these non, mm. these non-analytical, these these softer skills, mm. these sort of people skills, and this ability to be constructive with emotion. Because I think traditionally in your world of corporateness, there's like there's people for that, right? So if you have like an emotional issue, you need to talk to someone else. Like, you need to talk to HR about that. Or, or go to the to, employee assistance or program. To, right, or, or don't yeah. talk to me because I'm just your boss. Or don't, not just, but don't talk to me. I'm in charge of this thing. And whether you're male or female doesn't matter. But, like, I'm I'm analytical and I'm driven. And, you know, there are metrics and yeah. expectations. There's and, no place for this in the business. Thank you. And there is a specific department for this, but it isn't with me. And I, I think you're right. I think that thinking is very flawed. Yeah. Personally, to have crossed into a place where I feel like these emotions and these instincts are productive and are actually enabling me to move forward has been something that brings me a tremendous amount of power. Can you give me an example of a moment where you were like, oh my God, my gut led me here. Like this is like, I know uh, I'm on track. The whole year, the whole, the year. whole 2018. Wow. Okay. You know, when All I right quit, then. when I quit a very good job, very, you know, like there was a ton of future, a ton of potential. You know, I think I had the capabilities to execute, but I just was not happy. And mm. this is not what I wanted to do. We have such a common... Um, Journey? Yes, because I did the same thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you just go, okay, that's it. Like, mm -hmm. I I'm know out. that this is Mic not... Drop. It doesn't matter. Yep. It doesn't matter if I'm going to make partner, and it doesn't matter if I'm going to make X amount of money, and it doesn't matter if I'm going to lead a team of 100 people. Like, I just... This is not for me. Uh, and I left with my head held high, and that was the catalyst to everything that happened in, in 2018. Uh, choosing to go to Europe in February for six weeks and visit 
seven different countries and being integrated in all kinds of different climates and cultures was all instinct. Like this is an experience that I wanted to have and it was an emotional decision. I, you know, in traditional terms, I probably should have been here like sprucing up my resume and, you know, sort of trying to go along more traditional lines of how do you get to the next networking events and reaching out to old colleagues and like just, just doing all those things, pounding pavement, literally. I just knew I wasn't ready for that. Uh, And then, you know, just evolution, which, which leads me to another thing that I carry forward, which is being in the moment, Mm -hmm. living in the moment. Um, Not carelessly and not uh, unintentionally, but to be fully present so that when something happens or when an opportunity arises or when uh, there's a choice between A and B, like you're fully present and you take that choice with intention as opposed to just because you're in a pinball machine and you're getting pushed from side, you know, this one side versus the other. So let me ask you, because I have, um, as we know, two speeds, but I'm curious to know I either am a pinball and I'm like, oh my God, I just made this this really emotional decision. Holy crap, I just booked a flight to wherever because it felt right. How do you balance that kind of impulsiveness? Like contrast for me, impulsiveness versus guided action and intuition. That's a very good question. Thank you. Dr. Dr. Megan on the mic today. Fuck, what's the question again? (laughs) Contrast for me, impulsivity with inspired action and intuition. How do you tell? Yeah, it's really hard to tell. Um, I I mean, back to reaction. For me, impulsivity has a little bit of a negative emotional response. You know, like, oh, this doesn't feel right, but I still want to do it. It's like I made this crazy decision. Now let me pour a drink. Maybe. That's bad. That's bad. Yeah, yeah, that's great. If you feel like you need to have a drink after you did something, it was probably impulse. Right. But I think what's important... But if you feel the need to prepare for this opportunity, and like you get excited about it, like, ooh, maybe that's... Maybe that's... Butterflies and, you know... The journey, mm-hmm. the, pre- the the long haul, the prep, the preparation mm-hmm. and the sort of doing the work and following the process mm-hmm. um, versus I have this sort of red flag. I think impulse has a red flag in the moment, has a continuity to you it. You have to be very aware, don't you, to, to yeah. really feel that because it's a nuanced difference. It's not like, it's not clear. I don't think. I think you've got to be really present and really paying attention. Yeah. To your, like the nectar of your being, I suppose, to Ooh. really like understand the difference. Yeah. You really have to be present. And it's tough in proactively to recognize impulse. I think in retrospect, you oh. know, you sort of have that guilt, well, that yeah. buyer's remorse, yeah. if you will, like, holy shit, I probably shouldn't have spent $600 on this flight, or I probably shouldn't have said the things that I've said. Um, I think there's practice in it too. Like this podcast, honestly, is something to bring forward. Um, it's, you know, we are very, we're doing very little, uh, editing on these. Like we show up as who we are and it is a practice that has enabled me to create long form content supported Mm -hmm. by somebody that I love. Uh, so 
that's intentional. It is intentional, and it's it's helping us, I think, develop skills in the context of how we communicate, so that we don't have an impulse that makes us say some stupid shit on or TV or like, yeah. Oh gosh, yes, that. All, the, all, the, all those things. Yeah, no, but you have to be measured. There's been many times where yeah. I've, you know, even though I swear and all of that, I don't, um, I don't want to trip down this lane of like, let's not talk about that. Yes. Let's keep it, you know, keep, and also just keeping on task and listening to other people. Yeah. Sharing, sharing microphone time. Sorry. Yeah. So this has been definitely a great experience that I do not want to leave behind that I want to bring forward. Um, maybe leaving behind some fears. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't think that I, I'm afraid or like I'm a super scared person, but there are some things I did in 2018 that um, were motivated by fear. Fear of missing out, of course, we've talked about a I lot. That. I have that. It's awful. Um, but fear of missing out contrasted by power of action. I am taking this action I own this action and therefore I don't have to fear missing out because I'm in control of the action that I take. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, one way to think about it. Uh, fear of having regrets. Like I, I don't know why I have this deathly, no, not, not deathly. It's too strong of a word, but this, I have this fear of having regrets. What if I don't do this? That's, that is so good because I think people should fear that more. I think people should be absolutely afraid of regret. One hundred one hundred percent. I do think so. Really? I, yeah, absolutely. You think it's good? We. Oui. We. Oui. <laughs> I do. It definitely has motivated me to take some actions. Excuse me. The that people that aren't afraid of regret miss all the things. Ah, oh, that's they're so interesting. I never thought about it this way. They're gonna play it safe. They're not gonna. They're, they. They are not afraid of regretting anything, and that is more dangerous than making a mistake. If I don't do this, I will regret it. Therefore, I must do it. Right. That's more powerful than someone who never jumps off a ledge, someone that stays in a relationship, in um, a business, in a job, at a, in a partnership, in a house that, that, that isn't... Or, or somebody who doesn't want to have confrontation, somebody who... Yeah. Totally. Safe is not always good. Like, yeah. nothing good comes from those safe places. Yeah, so Sometimes I guess... Sometimes you need them to, like, rest and regroup, but then you need to get the hell out of there. Yeah, and it goes back to getting out of your comfort zone. And yeah, so I, I just don't want to have any regrets. I just That's want to bad. really live a full life. And So long as you're not like going on these benders <laughs> yes. to Vegas for like, like I just want to live my best uh, life. Live. YOLO. Don't, don't. don't. No, there's, there's you're not going to find me there. As you say, there's a balance between yes. living life and, and not having regrets. I think, I think fear of regret is something that people should have more of. So good. Go. Thanks. Yeah. I feel good about that. Yeah, um, also fear of putting myself out there, the judgment. We talked about mm-hmm. judgment a few episodes ago, but, um, being vulnerable and having an opinion and expressing it. Who are you most afraid of judging you? Like who's going to judge you? I don't even know and who do this person is. Right. And yeah. do you give a shit really? Exactly. No. I give zero fucks. Right. Well, it's easy to say that when you've got the <laughs> microphone and... You're sitting here with your BFF and... I give no fucks, people. I give zero fucks, but... The reality is we all give fucks. Right? Yeah. yeah, when you're about to walk into a room where you don't know anybody or you are doing something that is outside the comfort zone because you don't want to have any regrets and you... I mean, I started putting my opinion out. That's hard. And just going with the flow 
and didn't know how people were going to react. And sometimes I was scary. Sure. Like I'm putting myself out there. People are going to judge me. What are they going to say? And then sort of just being able to live with that and practice and literally becoming less afraid and more comfortable has been... So leaving the fear behind, bringing the comfort forward. Do you have a practice for a fearful moment? Is there a thing that you do where you're like, oh, this is scary. Fuck. Now I have to. Yeah, I do actually. Okay, tell me what it is. Oh, my God. I do. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, I breathe, for sure. That's so helpful. (laughs) I mean, let's just have some intentional deep breaths. Mm -hmm. Thank you to my new... Watch my Don't new eye watch for Thank reminding me to, to breathe. Caroline. I know, right? Okay. Just okay. did that. Okay. Why didn't I do that before? It's okay. That's a whole nother topic. You digress. I do. Uh, but breathing is really important. The other, it's, I think it's a mantra. Mm. It is, you have been here before. You have been in a similar situation. You have experienced oh. this feeling before. Yes. And you have succeeded. You have persevered. Oh, that's you, great. That's I, it's it's sort brilliant. of like an evolution of you've seen this movie before, right. and you know how it ends. Yes. You know, when when you're managing a client at work and you're like, oh, this is gonna turn into a total shit show. I know what's gonna happen because I've seen this movie before. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of turned into a very personal message. Um, I have been here before. I have experienced something of this magnitude before. And I came out on the other side a better person, more experienced, whatever the things are. Yeah. I healed or yep. I grew. Um, so, yeah, when faced with fear. Breathe and I've seen this movie. Breathe and I know this movie. Solid. It's just a different storyline. That's good. Yeah. Mine is. Um, yeah, what is yours? So I do a similar thing. In terms of like the breathing, I kind of ground into my body, which sounds really crazy, but I have this weird ability that when I get uncomfortable, I like disconnect from my physical being. Oh, you play witness in your own life. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. Love that. No, but, no it's good. So what I do is like I notice physical sensation. Like mm. I have a little bit of a headache or wow, these shoes are really uncomfortable or my gosh, it's hot in here. Like I notice a physical sense. And sometimes it's good. Like sometimes I'm like, I don't have any physical pain or... I really feel like the softness of my socks or I'll feel like the heaviness of whatever it is I'm carrying. Like I, this is powerful. Put myself in back in my body, stuff it, stuff my, my spirit back in my body. I'm like, okay, we're all here together. Now, is this going to fucking matter in a year? Yeah. Most of the time the answer is no. Yeah. If you're like, this is scary in a year, is this going to impact my life? And I mean, and I mean that, you know, in a, in a negative way. Like, yeah, is this going to have hopefully a pejorative Will anyone impact? care in, in, in the context of people yeah. judging me and people not liking what I have to say? In a year's time, are they going to remember this and are they going to care? And will I? And the answer is usually no. This, this feeling will pass. Correct. In yeah, year, this and matter. it will bring you to the next thing. Right. Because we're some of our experiences. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the last thing on this topic for me is really um, activating change. I'm very pro change. I'm really into making changes. I mean, I'm even sometimes describe myself as a change maker. Like I love new ideas. Mm -hmm. I love 
you know, we've we've brainstormed your business and what if, what if we did this way? What if we did that? And, yes, and because I, you're officially my consultant. I've seen it at work and it is a beautiful thing. Oh, thanks, girl. Mm-hmm. It is something to behold. So, I don't have the capacity for that, so I appreciate it. My pleasure. I appreciate having the opportunity to contribute. I love it. I love it. I love thinking about th- things differently. I love making that we're th- talking about change. But when it comes to me, mm-hmm. even though I have this awareness that I need to make a change, it takes me a long time to activate the actual change itself. I think that's pretty normal, though. You think? I do think because I have a similar. I mean, we're all are the best advice givers. Oh yeah. But then when it comes to your own life, it's oh like, god. oh my god, why and, is it so and, hard for and me? And not only that, but like as a professional, like if you look at my personal makeup bag. Just saying, it's a fucking mess. You'd be like, you do this for a living. Yes, all the prestige, beautiful, uh, oh, fancy so stuff true. is in my professional bag. That's for my clients, but personally, I don't take the time. So as why a ch- is that? I don't know. It's the what is it? The the cobbler kids or have no shoes. It's that's that's it's it just... is a thing. The hairdressers need their roots done. Like it is a thing. And you, as a change maker and as someone who brings about disruption in someone's regular routine because it's time to do that would likely not necessarily be successful implementing those changes in their own life. I don't think that's, I don't think that's, you think it's normal. Okay. It's totally normal. Well, I know in 2018 that I practiced Mm -hmm. being in a state of change and, and being in change activation. And it's something that in 2019, I definitely want to continue to practice and to activate and to integrate into my life. So yeah, to be continued. How do you know? Tuned. How do you know when it's time to make a change? You just know. I think I instinctively know. Mm-hmm. I Whether just, it's time to activate, like to get in action about the change, that's where I have like a you know delayed you know reaction. it needs to be, but you don't you're not yeah. really ready to get behind it. But I yeah. For me, it's like feelings of anxiety. Yeah. Or I'm like, I, I like have more anxiety about a, a specific thing or I don't feel in alignment or I have these constant snags in my thought process of like, wait, what? Ew. You can't focus or. Ew. Right. Something's off. Something's off. Yeah. And- you know, I can relate to that because I have lived in that space before the space of stress and anxiety yeah. and yeah. Our old so, corporate so, lives. Yeah. But the luxury of choosing my experiences in the last 13, 14 months <laughs> sort of desensitized me a little bit to living in that space. So I think one of the things that may be a topic for later mm-hmm. to be continued is how do I reintegrate into a, you know, a more full-time everyday hustle, you know, nine to five. Ooh. It may not be nine to five, because, be. but, but I will have to, you know, flirt with stress again hello hello i think it'll be really interesting to see how the growth you know since since last time what have i learned how do i integrate it into my career my corporate life my business who knows to be continued yes more to come on that indeed all right well that's good that's good you like it bon chance merci <laughs> Uh, but meanwhile, real real quick, before mm-hmm. we wrap this one up, oh. I just wanted to say, Del, happy birthday. Oh, it's tomorrow. Tomorrow is your birthday. It's Capricorn season. Capricorn Super season. Exciting. Another one. Mm-hmm. Another birthday. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about mm-hmm. it? You feeling good? Uh, you know, it's fine. I Look, 
as we get older, it's diff more difficult, but it's like a milestone, right? Like, mm -hmm. I've survived this long. Let's see how much longer we can keep going. <laughs> You're so cynical. Where does that come from? Because Capricorn. Capricorn. Hello. Hello. So it's just another day? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, I, you know, I would like to say that it's special, and I would like to say that I'm not going to be, um, I'm actually going to be packing and cleaning and getting ready to go on another trip. So that's what I'll be doing. We'll take, I will take a moment to celebrate you tomorrow. Thank you so much. You do That's the same. Blissful. Put a little Leo spice in your Capricorn life. I probably will have a drink on the plane. Hey. Okay. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Because yeah. I love birthdays. Yeah. Even if people don't like theirs. They need to be just, celebrated. I love to celebrate. They do need to be celebrated. The, the day that you joined us in this humankind. beautiful humankind. Yes. Awesome. Um, so until then, à la prochaine. Okay. But tell them where they can find us. Please go to Twitter and follow us at GlossoverPod. You can find us on Instagram at GlossoverBabe. And this is Caro. So until next time, I love you. Bye. The end. Thank you for listening. Have a topic you'd like us to gloss over? Hit us up on Twitter at GlossoverPod. And find us on the web at thevoicescollection.com slash GlossoverPod.